0: Hi there, welcome to Unofficial Art Therapy with Coomsey and Dr. Liz. I'm Dr. Liz, you'll hear from Coomsey in a minute. We're really pleased to have you along with us where this is really unofficial therapy insofar as please only take it as something to enjoy, definitely not something to replace actual medical advice. But we hope that you enjoy it. We talk about the way art has helped us in various ways. Uh, This is recorded on Unseated. Uh, Aboriginal land, Bidjigul land for me up in Sydney, and Coomsey is down in Boonwurrung land. We pay our respects to Indigenous leaders, past and present. Also, just to let you know that there is some discussion about illness, and in particular about mental illness, and in this first episode, discussion of uh, self harm and suicide. So, if you need anything, if you need any help, know that it is there. It is out there. Please just search Lifeline and its equivalents wherever you are. Okay, thanks for listening. See you later.
1: Hello.
0: Hello, my friend. How are you? Hi, right, Doc. How are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. How you feeling today?
2: Yeah, I'm the I like talking to
0: <laughs> Hey, darling, I've just press record to to see if this works is that all right with you
2: yeah yeah you just test whatever you got to test and
0: yeah no I think it's all right but also just so that you know I'm recording I figured we could talk about what yeah. we do well let's just record it and see what happens eh yeah yeah
2: absolutely absolutely so you I... what you want
0: <laughs> <laughs> we didn't decide what we were going to call this I like no. I <laughs> like unofficial art therapy because it gives it a sense of Yeah, I agree. Vague gravitas, which is kind of how I like to think of myself.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the other, (laughs) the other thing too, I was thinking, I was trying to figure out because it's getting arts in there because it's all the arts, not just going to be sort of comedy. It's not just so that's why I figured. Yeah, I think that's better because it covers. Yeah, you know, more multidisciplinary, or whatever you want to call it. I well, know that is what you call multidisciplinary. Yeah, I,
1: so think,
0: I think so. So I think that
2: think that works, and and the unofficial. I quite like that aspect.
0: <laughs> well, I do too. I mean, you know, you're the actual medical professional. Even though I'm a doctor, I'm not. I'm not that type of doctor.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I know. But it, oh, clearly, Doctor Liz has to go first because it gives it. Um, more respectability as soon as people see doctor, <laughs> and, and they're gonna they're gonna think because it's with me, it's medical.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you so those that don't. So. <laughs> well, that because you're what are you? You're technically a paramedic, is that right?
2: Yeah, nurse and paramedic. yeah.
0: Amazing. So does that mean what? What does like what? Do you mind if I ask what qualifications that actually means?
2: Yeah, well um, nurse. Well, back in the old days, S-E-N, Slave roll Nurse, literally gave you, well, I suppose a glorified bum wiper is what some people used to call it for nursing. Um, yeah. uh, just all your normal, except back in those days, there was no uh, medication dispensing. Okay. So all your normal nursing duties and care, also a care job. Yeah. So, you know, all the things that people need. Paramedic, vastly different job um <laughs> diagnose on the spot so you had to have extensive medical knowledge of the whole body Amazing. because you're you're the first respondent normally you know other people might see an accident but they call an ambulance so invariably you're there before a doctor arrives 99.9 percent, the doctor never comes because so you make the call like no you know hospital go and then triage them in and then hang around for a minute, make sure they're okay and in and go. But you always sort of with the major ones would follow up to make, you know, to see how they were, if it was something major, and see if you're right. Right, okay. Because okay. it was always, a you know, or if you just end up back at the hospital, and it could do too, hey, um, Dr Liz, how, how did she get on? Oh, yeah, no, no, it was this. Oh, you're right. Okay, cool. All right, no, it wasn't that. Oh, wow. But yeah, so that that aspect of it was a learning tool as well i suppose but sure. yeah you, you had to make decisions very quickly
0: goodness me
2: yeah so there wasn't a lot of to and from between you and your work mate because the senior guy used to take most of the responsibility yep. um, and if you're with a good senior he if he was comfortable with you he'd let you take the lead and it was really weird because people didn't sort of know how being an ambulance officer worked personally you used to drive the ambulance yeah but i i was also the other guy in the other seat it was just who you worked with that day you went do you want to drive today or don't you want to drive today wow. it, was, it wasn't any senior drive junior or junior drive and senior you know it was just like hey Coombs do you drive or bob yep i'll drive yep okay cool incredible i mean I, I used to love driving because i mean you could do 160 kilometers an hour on a freeway and just on a main on a main road and just fang it and those things were 5.5 5 liter fuel injected turbos Holy they could
0: crap.
2: yep brakes replaced every thousand kilometers
0: oh my god <laughs> because
2: you need to just stop in a hurry and i remember pulling out one day and we just absolutely fine call comes through false alarm i'm like no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I just, Bob goes, that was pretty good, 165 already. Like, ah, you know, bang and in we go. And, um, but the calls that you got were um, generally the the ambulance uh, triage would be, you know, like, okay, this is lights and sirens, or this is just, you know, when you can get there.
1: Right.
2: Or this is, I think the (laughs) the way we used to have it is. Um drop your coffee and go.
1: You're right. You
2: can you can finish your coffee <laughs> or make a cup of coffee. <laughs> you know, it's it's somebody that's you know we, we turned up one day, so old ladies just walk out and we're going, Excuse me, can we help you? She goes, Yes, I called the ambulance. Okay, you seem okay. She goes, I just I have a doctor's appointment. I'm like, uh, uh yeah. She goes, Well, I need you to take me. Oh what she goes i'm an ambulance member yes but this is an emergency vehicle well it is i can't get there otherwise well, you can get a taxi or the... no but i'm an ambulance member oh dear. we're like okay listen we we can't do we are an emergency vehicle and it was really tough because the poor old duck didn't quite get it mm-hmm. and obviously you know not no family around or anything so we were like oh you know you can't do this because then all of a sudden if you are required an emergency. Like oh, hang on, got this old lady, and that was just taken to the doctor. Yeah. So we had to explain it to her, and you know, she was like, "Oh, I didn't understand that. They should have told me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get the occasional interesting calls out. I must admit, and some, some that I can remember as clear as yesterday. Yeah,
0: right. And that, are that, the, one, the ones, the ones you can remember? Are they good ones or bad ones, or uh, bad ones? Mm.
2: I can only really remember one good outcome. One. Um, and it was a young girl. We got to the house and she's having a really bad asthma attack.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And we got her and got her in, got her to the hospital and everything was right. And then the day after, we just happened to be the ambulance that was called to take her home. Oh, wow. And and we're like, oh, hello. And she's like, oh, hello. And mum's like, these are the ambulance men that brought you. Wow. And she's like, oh, thank you, thank you. And she was a bit wobbly. And I, I said, here, I'll pick you up and I'll carry you inside if that's all right. And her mum's like, yeah, absolutely. So I said to Bob, is that all right? And he went, yeah, yeah, because I was only 19 at the time. Yeah. So I was the junior. And Bob goes, yeah, sure, mate. So I just picked her up, find Miss Carrie, and wandering in. And as we're walking in, she said, thank you for saving my life. I love you. Like,
1: oh, no, no. Oh. <laughs>
2: and I just put her in, went to the ambulance, and stuff, bawled my eyes out. And Bob was like, mate, get used to it, because, you know, he said um, people will do that when they're really thankful yeah. but the other ones i can remember are the really bad ones you know like my first suicide oh. Oh. and it was we got the call and um, the call was uh don't know how they found it but they ended up actually ringing the ambulance station phone not not triple zero right and i picked the phone up like oh that's weird I was coming through on that it was, you know, late in the day. Mm. Like, papa no good, Papa no good, Papa no good. Mm. What? Papa no good, Papa no good We're thinking, What on earth? And we got the address, everything and we got there and garage, garage, papa garagi. And we're thinking, Oh, flipping power tool, here we go mm. And I was on the trolley that day, so I you know, Bob parked the vehicle and grabbing everything and I just took off, you know, so the, the driver normally park the vehicle, yeah. make sure it's secure and everything and grabbed the trolley to bring, and the other guy just go. Yeah. So I opened up the doors, expecting to see Papa laying on the ground, and I got a very big shock because there was Papa swinging from a rafters. Oh, I'm I'm 19, and I walked in and nearly bumped into it. Went, jeez! Oh, and Bob's running. I said, no, take your time. He he's not in hurry.
1: Poor Papa.
2: Oh, yeah, and we it? got there, and the well, the thing was that he was I think it was Greek. Or, I think Greek or Italian, but we. There was just so many people there already and they just kept turning up. Oh. And they make a lot of noise and plates getting smashed and all that. And then the coppers turned up and we're like, well, we need a hand to get this guy off. Poor and the coppers just said, cut the thing. You're not allowed to cut the rope. You have to leave it until the coroner arrives. Yes. And they called coroner. He was going to be about 40 minutes. We're going, no, 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 no. We've got plates being smashed. And they're going, you can't get here any quicker. Because it was a Sunday. Yeah. So, anyway, this cop was going, No. I go, Well, mate, it's not going to rub off on you. You can grab him. You have to lift so one of us can t- untie the knot and the other two can literally catch him. Oh, this cop was like, I don't want to do it. We go, and I, I remember yelling at the cop. I said, If you flipping don't do it. And then Bob said, I'll grab your gun and shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> and the cop was like, We no, grabbed him up. We went, boom, boom, boom put him down. And we just stand there chatting away and Um, And spoke to one of the family members who was fairly calm and thought, how old is he? He's 97. Why on earth at 97? Which we thought, you know, we had to try to sort of lighten it. So we were like, mate, hold on, you're not far off yourself. I mean, but then coroner turns up. Yep, he's dead. And literally... That's what the coroner did. Yeah. We're going, 40 flipping minutes for that. <laughs> we mm-hmm. could have done that, we go, but that's the rules. You have to wait. Yeah. So then we popped you in the back, and we're just about to move. And I remember, no, 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 yeah. no, no. no. The eldest son is not here, and it's our custom that he needs to see the body. Oh, mm-hmm. How long is he going to be? And they said, no, he can't can't be much longer. We're like, okay, we'll just hold it. And I was what do we do? He goes, no, no. Technically, we go, but, you know, let's...
1: Yeah.
2: We're not, you know, we. this is a decision I'm making, that we will wait. Oh. You know, there's no real hurry here at all. Yeah. And he goes, okay, and, and the son arrived and Bob said, open the back and let him come in. So I did. And as he's hugged him, he's pulled away and the sheet come down that we had just up to Papa's chin. Yeah. Well, of course, when he the sheep moved away, he saw the rope. Oh. And he went, he hung himself. No, no, no. And we're thinking, what on earth? They didn't tell this poor bloke how his dad died. They just said, Papa's dead. You know, get it. He then started whacking the body.
1: Aww.
2: So I'm grabbing him, trying to grab him. You know, when someone's got fear and rage in him, he's fairly strong. Bob had to jump me, we went to grab him. I'm like, hey, hey cut it out. What? And then he was all upset. This other person who was really calm, she just said, brings disgrace to the family name. Yeah. And we're like, what? And I go, yeah, We, got okay. we, we really got to go now, okay? We really got to go. Yeah, yeah. okay. We, we drove, and and that was a simple one. And I had a jumper, a train jumper. That was difficult. Um, walking along with a plastic bag. And I'm 19, by the way. I remember
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> picking all these things up, going, "What is that?" And they go, oh, "The femur." And no, 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 it's got to be a, it You know, we were actually. I know it doesn't sound nice, but we're trying to lighten it up by guessing what the body parts were.
0: Well, you'd have to because to... you're a human being, I imagine. You've got to be yeah, able to cope we're... yourself, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: we were because you've got to talk to a train driver who said literally because he was just shattered and in shock, and which is a common thing, as you'd imagine. So we're going off fever on our elbow, or you know. I always remember that one, and the only other one that I can really remember is was actually my first fatality. Um, we got called and just said there's been two kids crossing the road, once has been hit. Mm. So we're just driving away, and I'm head down doing the paperwork, and I'm going, "What are we going to do?" Bob goes, "Don't rush, mate." And he looked, and someone had already put um, a blanket over the body, mm. and we looked where it was, and we thought, "Okay." So we got out, and Bob goes, "Right, okay, I'll go and look after this." You go uh, ask where the driver is and you interview the driver while I sort the scene here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the people said in the house that the driver went in and he just literally stared at me. And I'm like, okay, uh, what's your name? Nothing. What? So what's your side of events here? Nothing. I'm getting nothing. I'm thinking, thinking. You. you know, and I went out the said, he's not talking to me. He said, probably an enormous amount of shock. I went, yeah. Okay. All right. So we, you know, had to measure how, where the shoe was from when the body hit. And ended, anyway, we ended up getting out to it because I said he's not talking. I said, like, come out here. Let's get them sorted. Let's get get her up. Get her into the ambulance. And their other friend. And it appeared what had happened. Well, not appeared. What had happened? The car was coming down a hill, and the two girls tried to run across the road. There was a crossing fifty meters away, mm-hmm. lights, mm-hmm. but they tried to run across on a almost on a bend, mm-hmm. and it looks like they've stopped in fear and the driver sort of had to go oh my gosh one you know this one or that one oh my gosh. he really had no option oh my and we sort of really felt for him at that time thinking oh imagine that i mean yeah. and then it was tough because once all the forensics were done it realized that he was doing way over like in a 60 zone he was probably doing 100 so then our feeling for him sort of dropped out a bit like, yeah. hang on if you were doing 60.
0: Yeah, what's know, wrong with you, mate? Yeah.
2: You know, they could have got across or maybe you would have, you know. Um, But then the heartbeat was saying if the girls walked 50 metres down the road like they should have. Yeah. It would never happen. And I'm standing by the ambulance. Bob said, I've just left one of my things inside. I'll go and get that. He said, the only thing we haven't spoke to is the mother hasn't arrived. The father is here and, and one of the siblings, but the mum's coming. I'm like, okay. And I was standing there and all of a sudden the husband walked up with the mum and she goes, oh, I heard she has been in an accident. Is she all right? And I'm thinking, oh, oh <laughs> I'm 19. 19. <laughs> I'm going, is she all right? What word do I use, you know? Yeah. And I'm thinking, the husband hasn't told her. Oh, far cool. out. And I just thought, what word, what word, quick? And I just went, I'm sorry, but it's a fatality. And she went, oh, well, when she gets home, she's going to be in trouble. She's been told. To be careful, grand roads and all that, because they're about twelve years old. Yeah. I'm thinking, what? You're not getting it. Thinking, she doesn't know what fatality means. I thought everyone knows what fatality means. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, well, she obviously didn't know what fatality means. Mm-hmm. And then when the husband then grabbed her and said, "Fatality means she's dead." Oh, geez, and Bob, I'm Bob, <laughs> Bob, please. And he's tearing and go, come on, let's go, let's go. And we drove into the um, the morgue. And the bloke there just chomping on his, hello, you yeah. lads. How you go. What do you got? He said, try a 12-year-old girl. And he dropped his sandwich and went, well, you've killed that dude. Mm-hmm. And then he took her and he said to me, and Bob said, oh, this is Craig, new at the Gully, or the French Gully branch. Mm-hmm. Pretty quiet branch, actually, it was. But um, so he said, oh you, oh, you want a tour around here? And Bob said, yeah, this, we're, we're done after this. We're going home. Mm-hmm. I go, yeah, yeah. So he took me for a tour around the morgue, which was like, whoa amazing because there were a few one in the really back room in the about a six foot nine bloke with a hole right in his forehead.
1: Oh
0: my god.
2: <laughs> he's going, he uh, he's a bad one. Right. He's an audio boy. Right. And he said uh, he's been here for a while, no one's claimed him because if anyone claims in, the police will have a lot of questions to ask.
0: Oh, that's right.
2: <laughs> like, uh, so I was, that was my first three weeks, by the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I got called in on the Monday, and the, the boss and another person spoke to me and said, uh, you're going on a, a three-week break with full pay? And I go, what for? I go, this has been a massive introduction to amuleting at such a young age. This is a quiet branch. This This is just so out of the ordinary. You, you know, I said, no, no, I'm fine. This is why I got into it. I said, I've nursed for a year. I'm fine. I go, yeah, you might be now, but, you know, so, just, look, it's okay. Take the three weeks. Full pay, mm-hmm. by the way. And I remember going home and telling her name. It's like, she it goes, right, yeah, full pay, three weeks. And and um, because on the Monday when I arrived, I had a label on the locker and they changed it from Coombsy to Dr. Death. Oh, my God. (laughs) Because they were like, we haven't had one in seven weeks. And you're it. And you front up, and we get three in three days, literally. Oh, God. And then um, I was three weeks off, went back to work, and it was quiet as anything. And, you know, went into the city branch, and, oh, I don't know, I was just sitting there playing cards. And, hmm, what was that bomb noise? Oh, that's the Russell Street bombing. Oh, my God. I was a responder to that second... Second crew there. Oh, God. We, we run around because of the ambulance station was attached to the back of the police station. Mm. So when the when the big bang went off, we thought, what on earth was that?
1: Yeah.
2: And then we heard screams and everything else, and people going, it's a bomb, a car's been, what? Jesus. So it's like, yeah, welcome to ambulance in Coombsy. So, Jesus.
0: There yeah, we go. And so you're doing, what did you do in your three weeks off? Did you. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> but but literally, was,
2: there was nothing to do back then.
0: And was that good though? Because like, I imagine. Oh, I, 19, I needed it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because I, I i can't remember exactly how long, but it was a, several months after I sat up in bed one morning and just started crying.
1: Of course. And
2: okay. I said, that poor little girl. Mm. And Janine was like, what? That poor little girl. Mm-hmm. So just crossing the road. And mm-hmm. it hit them. And probably. I don't know, three, four years ago was the first time I ever drove past the Russell Street bombing thing.
1: Right.
2: I wasn't in a car with someone else. And they drove to the air, and I started, oh, oh, you know, I was really having trouble breathing. And they drove and go, oh, geez, no, I'm so sorry. I didn't, oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I'm all right. And he goes, deep breath, take a deep breath, take a deep breath. And he went, I, I just told totally, him, I'm sorry, mate, like that. So good, got there eventually, but it, it really got to me. And uh, that, that's the first time in just 20 years since I'd been past there. And it got me, which yeah. was, people don't realise those things stick in the back of your head and they just come up.
0: Yeah. And so do you... I don't know when and how. It's incredible though, isn't it? Because I think, and again, this is where I kind of wonder like how how we cope with all this stuff you know what i mean and again where where art or some kind of entertainment you say you did nothing but i imagine you sat and watched the telly oh yes i did you know which i think watch tv yeah (laughs) but that's the thing to me that is so important you know and that's like i said i've learned a lot from you you've reminded me a lot that that people would say that's nothing but it's not that's what's filling that time and letting mm. you heal and it might be the most ordinary of ordinary stuff. I don't know, you're probably watching Wheel of Fortune or something, you know, but that's filling the time. Yeah, but,
2: well, I think you were probably right back then, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we didn't have those channels, we just had the, the 7, 9, 10 and Channel Zero, or ABC, yeah. Channel 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And, uh,
2: um, there was no music channels, so yeah, I'm not a big reader, so it was, uh, we didn't have a dog, so it was just me and Janine and none of the kids were born yet, so um, I can't remember how I felt those days. I, yeah, the, yeah, it's a time I just
0: yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. I just so you were nursing for a year at eighteen, and that was yep. so that you could go and be with your mum. Is that right?
2: That was the only reason I done that. Yeah, I didn't want to be a nurse. I wanted to be an architect.
0: An architect. Yep. Oh wow. Her
2: <laughs> yeah, my heart set on it, but then circumstance dictated that. The only way I would get my mm. home was to do it. So I went, okay. And mm. once I started nursing, probably a week in, I loved it. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely loved it. And I mean, you know, I ended up moving into the nursing. There was a quarters where the nurses lived mm. um, because it was about a 45-minute drive from where I was to mm. the hospital. Yeah. And after about a week, I decided, well, it was easy to, to live in there. They had a special wing put aside for the male. Well, at that point in time, there was only two males there.
1: Right.
2: So, that were there so there's only two male nurses and uh, one male nurse and then there were two in the intake that i was in
1: uh-huh.
2: and one of them decided to live in there and the other one decided to stay at his with his mum and dad but i moved in after about a week because it was a lot easier You we were actually living on the premises right and there was i don't know 70 other girls living there <laughs> <laughs> And and like shooting fish in a barrel.
0: <laughs> so this is before or after you're married, just so that I'm oh, sure. before,
2: before before, before. I was eighteen. Oh my <laughs> I married goodness. At
0: 23. Oh my goodness.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes, my goodness. Exactly. <laughs> because out of those three, the one other the guys, he was gay.
0: Uh, so even um, even better odds then. Oh my goodness.
2: <laughs> chuck the odds down beautifully. <laughs>
0: So that's and, um, that's where the, <laughs> the passion for nursing came from, is it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was a bonus I didn't know existed until <laughs> until the other guy working said, "You got to come and live here." and now I'm all right with my dad. And then, um, okay, I remember saying to Dad, look, I think, you know, save the travel and whatnot. He goes, yeah, right. <laughs> he said, I'm not an idiot. He all the mess. I said, thank you, Dad. <laughs> he said, don't tell your mother that. though." <laughs> I was, okay.
0: well, yeah, you, I, no, I did. I feel like I know your mum and dad through the mm. stories and stuff you said, but we never really talked about the type of, stuff they liked like artwork do they like music do they like movies yeah. what'd they like
2: well that varied which was interesting dad nothing nothing he was not be in the movies right like at night time he'd watch a movie okay. um by the time he got home or whatever was on tv late yep. uh, but mum swang like she started with tv but the problem was she couldn't change the channels right so she it was on Channel 9, I was on Channel 9, and they didn't like a certain show, well, bad luck. So then someone sort of said, when do you get to reading books? So they got a book stand and put that up. Mm-hmm. And then, well, that's okay, she can read two pages and then have to wait to a nurse to come by and turn it. Absolutely. And that becomes frustrating, because what if he's like, oh, what's exciting? And, <laughs> you know, if the nurses were busy, it could be an hour until they come and turn it.
0: Oh, geez, that's that's worse than waiting for the who done it for a week, isn't
2: it? <laughs> yep. So, therefore, that idea got canned after a little while, and they went with audio books. Okay. Because they then just put an earpiece in, plugged them in, and they read them to her, and she was good. Oh. Um, and so with the radio, they could... But again, you know, with the radio, it was stuck on that one channel. She'd have to listen to that. Yeah. So um, the audio books become what she used for her entertainment. I um, didn't have to get them. For, I can't remember where they've gone from. The hospital, the nursing home, which, you know, they got all that sorted, which was good. Yeah. One thing we didn't have to worry about. Yeah. Um, but she, she loved music. Mm. Um, she was... Uh, horribly toned deaf (laughs) and if she tried to sing I'd say mum, no, don't and she knew that it used to annoy me because I could sing and I'd be mum, don't, she'd try and I'd say shut up it's (laughs) fine because she was the worst toned person I've ever met in my life Uh horrible, dad could sing, he had a good singing voice, Mm. he could hold a tune and he could carry a tune And I've heard him sing many a song and he was fantastic Mm. but she was just horrid (laughs) <laughs> but she used to like trying to sing. I don't know whether that was to annoy me more than the joy of the song.
0: <laughs> it sounds like the opposite I, of my mum and dad.
2: I think it was more they weren't into music. Or
0: yeah, it was the opposite of my mum and dad. My mum's a lovely singer, and my dad oh. was tone deaf. It's so the oh. same deal. Oh. Same deal. and I uh. exactly. I, I you'd hear him warbling along. What is that? What is dying outside? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, that,
0: my mum sounded
2: like sounded like. Like, oh well, she's dying. No, she's <laughs> just trying to sing. And I mean she really did enjoy, it, but she couldn't bop along, which would be frustrating.
1: Yeah.
2: I couldn't couldn't dance. Um, when they were younger before she took ill, they used to go to the dance. Back then it was called the dance. Yeah. Dad used to go and have a dance with her and I don't know what sort of dance they used to do. She never really said anything, but yep, she loved music, which is probably and they did too. So I suppose that's where it probably got grounded in me with the, the yeah. love for, because I like all genres of music. I mean, I'll listen to a bit of classical if it's nice. I'll jazz, blues, rock, yeah, um, everything.
0: Yeah. And do you remember much of, like, was there music you'd play for them or with them, or so the particular songs and stuff that stick out for you?
2: Oh mm, no, no, nothing like that with Mum. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have her in the car until I was. 18 mm. or 19 because it was a year of nursing. So, to have her in the car when we got in the car, we talked because it was just time together. We were going somewhere, yeah. And we didn't take him any places because many places didn't have access to wheelchairs, you know. You have to ring him up. Oh, can you get a wheelchair in? Uh, no, these steps. Oh, I'm well, we could... afraid Dad could carry up, you know, four or five steps, yeah. That wasn't a problem, um, but you know, because once I became able to be. Trusted with mum. We sort of opened up a new world for mum again that she'd missed for, for you know, since 1971. So up till 1982, um, those worlds that she missed, like, well, do you want to go to a restaurant? Oh, gosh. That'd be, you know, took a, it was a Chinese restaurant about 10 doors down. Just took her in there and she loved it. And, and there was a place here, a smorgasbord place that you also used to have entertainment. So a dancing show and all that stuff attached to it. So when we took her there, she just absolutely loved that because it's all you eat. And the thing was, she loved seafood. Oh,
0: yeah?
2: Love, Absolute love, and I hated it. Still do. (laughs) But the thing was, she had no sense of taste.
1: Right.
2: Um, So she had to remember what it tasted like. Like, Because that's what I used to say to them. What's the point in you eating? We could give you anything. It doesn't matter because you can't taste it. Goes, but I can remember what it tastes like. Sure. So you can get your mind to remind you that this tasted like that, and you taste that. She goes, Yep. Right. Go, no way. She goes, Yes. Okay. Right. And the first time we went there, they have all you can eat seafood attached to it. She was just in a world of joy. And, um, <laughs> and I remember a girl I was going out with at the time. I said to, to take her mum, this thing and come along, but if you want to keep going out with me, you're going to feed mum the seafood. <laughs> and she was like, oh, how do I put it on the fork? And I'll give it to you because there is a fine art to feeding someone else when you're not used to it. How far you stick it in the back of their throat?
0: Sure.
2: And all those sort of things. You've got to be careful. And, you know, when I'd put the fork right to mum's lips, she'd open it up and I'd pull it away. She'd go, don't do that.
1: <laughs> and
2: I'd tease her say, be nice to your son. Say so you love your son." <laughs> just put it in, say, you yeah, love it. And I'd wave it and I'd put on a cheek or, and, and stop doing that. People are watching. And, uh, they, them. they come over and tell me, I'll, I'll tell them. I'll, you know. so I had great. great joy in teasing it with all that sort of stuff. But then eventually I'd, uh, and I'd put it into it. Hey, it's too far. No, oh, sorry. I didn't know. I you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so just tried to make those times when we were out a bit Fun and special for her because you know she hadn't been out yeah for so long I hadn't seen the outside world
0: yeah how important do you yeah. think it was to be able to play those games with her though and be silly with her like oh that... lovely. yeah because I reckon Love that's She'd your tell everyone yeah what would she tell him
2: she tell everyone what...
0: oh. You know what he'd done to me when we were out.
2: I'll go. Oh, here we go. And she'd tell everyone, all the nurses, and they'd be like, "Oh,
0: that's that's great, Annie. What else happened?" You know.
2: So I, I think that was part of the joy with all that sort of stuff, you know. Uh,
0: unofficial art therapy, dare I say, Kenzie?
2: Well, that was for us. Oh, well, brilliant. Well done. <laughs> didn't even think of that. Didn't even think we're even in that world. You know what? I was just talking. But that that was what that was. And that was for me, my mum and dad, actually. Yeah. Because they used to get a bit of a giggle when it was happening. And I know she did and I laughed. It's and, and just finding ways, you know, of and trying to be happy because we just haven't experienced it at that level for, well, for, forever for me because I said I was five when it happened. So um, mm-hmm. that was that was the first time I'd experienced going to a restaurant with my mum, you know. Wow. The first time I'd experienced taking her into the city on a train and, um, you know, and we, we had a big surprise for one day we took her into the city and, and the Melbourne City Square was opening Yeah. and then there were people everywhere and she had a front row of spot we've got for her and then I said I'll be back in a minute. She goes oh where you go I'll be back in a minute and then they said ladies and gentlemen welcome to the stage cruise mode. I didn't tell her that we were singing our band and up we got and I sang and she was bawling her eyes out and she was just like, that's my son, that's my son. And we opened the Melbourne City Square and we'd done three songs and so that's why we took her in and she was just so excited and tears streaming down her face. And, and then we were um, wheeling her back towards the station. We stopped at, at a corner there and I sat on her lap mm. and right beside us were two police. going, get off, oh, it hurts me, it's hurting me. <laughs> I went, mum, you're hurting me. And the police officers just looked and I said, She's just bunging it on. i go, going, Come on, get off your mum. You know, and they started joining in. I went, Mate, she's full quadriplegic. She just happened to go, Chanfield thing. Oh, help me, officer, get him off me. So they started having a bit of a giggle and she goes, Did you see the opening of the city square? And they go, Yeah, that was pretty good. I go, well, he was the singer. I look and I go, Oh, you were too. Oh, wow, well done. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I said, Believe me, she's faking it. Can't feel a thing. I said, Look, I can get this pin and stick it into her. She went, Oh, I said, Mum, I didn't stick it in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they
2: went, Don't don't do that. I did get the pin I stuck in her arm and nothing happened. I went well, don't do that to her. I went, Mate, she can't feel anything. He's like, Oh well, I'm glad you all had a great day and you know she remembered that. She loved that.
0: I love it too. What I love too about it, and i please uh, tell me if I'm being patronizing, just yell at me or tell me to fuck off or something but I just, a a friend of mine at work, we we just make a noise at each other if we're being too, if we're starting to get patronising, stop it but um, (laughs) a safe word or something you know if we need, but um, I just, I love that it's like to me, if you can make a joke with somebody, you you prove you're human you know, and you let them be human and to me that's just that's just what I mean and you're doing it because your mum, like it's not, she's no one else to you but your mum you know but I just, no, that's right. Yeah. I just sort of feel, did you ever think about it or is it just how it always no. was?
2: Only after when, when I got older, when I sort of thought, all that joking around, all that, that was a form of therapy yeah. for us. That was how we could get away from the fact that she's been stuck in this hospital for so long. And, you know, as I said, she can't feel anything. Yeah. she she can't get up and dance like everybody else could to that song, and you know, but she could still enjoy that song yeah um and there were you know songs that they'd remember, and you know mum and dad had had a song, obviously dad, you know three times a lady, and every time I see that on the music channel, it always gets me uh-huh. so that was Dad's song for mum and boy, oh boy, was she a lady <laughs> and she was she didn't, she didn't swear, she didn't drink, she was polite, you know, she didn't yell at anyone she was. But now that I understand what music can do for you and what joke, like even comedy, the, the joking side of things was a wonderful, wonderful part of what we done yeah. without it being planned. Yeah. It just happened and we felt good because we could laugh together
1: because
2: yeah. we didn't do a lot of that. There wasn't a lot of laughing going on. Yeah.
0: Well, I and mean, then yeah. all
2: of a sudden we were free to laugh.
0: It's amazing, isn't it? I think though too about you know that nineteen-year-old on the side of the train track, or
1: I mean, jeez,
0: oh. I know. But you're laughing. I just think because you, how else can you, how else could you possibly make sense of that? Like Jesus, you know. No, you can't. Yeah, and you have
2: to find that coping mechanism. The laughter was, and even Mum, she had one joke. She knew one joke. That's oh, all tell All she us. knew, one joke. Tell me. It was horrible. Yeah, It wasn't funny at all.
1: <laughs>
0: but she
2: always used to go, and it, and people would not know how to react.
0: So tell me the joke.
2: Yeah, yeah, she'd say, oh, what's the worst part of cooking vegetables? I don't know. Getting the wheelchair in the oven. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but, but, but she used to mess the flipper thing up. Oh, really? And, yeah, because she go, that was the way it's supposed to be told. Yeah. But she go, what's the worst thing about getting a vegetable in the oven? <laughs> Getting his wheelchair in. um, No, no. (laughs) But we'd still laugh. And she'd go, No, I got it. I got it now. I got it. And she'd try it again and still. Somehow get it wrong. I don't know ever if she'd done that on purpose. Uh. I don't think she was that. She might not have been that clever, I don't know, but she might have been, who knows? (laughs)
0: Look, if she uh, was your mum, I have every, uh. every, every, every confidence that that she was playing you. She's totally getting you.
2: (laughs) She she worked as a bookbinder before she got sick. Oh, yeah. So as a printer in a bookbinding agency. Okay. And apparently was very dexterous and all that, which was also part of the, I suppose, uh, annoyance, you know, that her arms were taken away from her and her hands were taken away. And that's what she worked with, with binding books and you know, setting up the printing machine and doing all that. So, wow. um, she was very dexterous. She wasn't sporty at all, mm. um, but she was very, very dexterous. Mm. Yeah, wow. What did,
0: your dad, away from yeah, what did your dad do for work?
2: Um, a billion things. <laughs> In Newcastle, he worked for a council. Mm um and then when we come to melbourne he worked for a, a steel company he was a rigger and in, inside rigger mm. um steel steel trucks and all that and then eventually he got a job as a cleaner at the hospital mum was in so at the nursing home mum was in
1: yeah. so he
2: could um spend time with her
1: jeez
2: so he just yeah, yeah, yeah. he spent a lot of time with her
0: yeah there would have been a lot of mucking around like they did they used to play like did they used to joke with each other a lot did they have a good no okay
2: no I can never remember it just been the two of them you know saying a joke or something funny I can't remember ever seeing that with them especially you know and I sat there every night with dad mm-hmm. um, you know when we'd get there um, from school <clears throat> literally and he'd get home from work and school and we'd have dinner at 5pm Yeah. We'd, we'd walk out of the house at 5.30, get on the train and quarter to 6. We'd walk in and see Mum at 6.
1: Yeah.
2: And we'd sit there from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. Um, put the clappers down when we'd walk home till 8.15, get the train, land at 8.30, 15-minute wow. walk, and we'd back home quarter to 9. I'd done that every night as a kid.
1: Wow.
0: Why do you Monday you to Friday. They, why do you think they didn't make jokes with each other? I don't know.
2: I never thought of that. Um, just i never heard it. I just, yeah. you know, when we get there, she'd say, oh, how was your day? I, I'd, Yeah, I'd done this at school. That was it. Cause when I got home, done my homework, or play with my mate Greg from across the road or my cousin Brad yeah. and then had dinner and off we come to you. Or Dad would tell how was your work day, you know. So, um, yeah, good, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, a bit of silence at times and just not sure what to say. And then, you know, Monday was probably a bit more because um, she talked that into having Sundays off. Yeah. What she used to say, have Sundays off mm-hmm. when I was younger. But he didn't go and visit her every Sunday so he could have the day to himself. Yeah. So, yeah. but, um, yeah, just, yeah, very quiet they were, just a lot of time. Just, I don't know. Yeah.
0: maybe Maybe it wasn't. I mean, I don't know, maybe you were killing the vibe, I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah they just...
0: Maybe they send you out to the vending machine and then they'd have a couple of dirty yep. jokes and you'd come back again. You never know. <laughs> yeah.
2: that'd be Dad, but it wouldn't be Mum. It <laughs> was a horror. It was a horror.
0: A horror. Well, he's one finger salutes.
2: Yes, he was famous for that.
0: <laughs> Where did they the come boy? from, do you know?
2: I don't know. It started actually with him and Adam Hill's.
0: Oh, really?
2: Yep. Oh. And I'm uh, not sure why he done it uh, to Hilsey. <laughs> and Hilsie done it back. And then it uh, just created that thing with him. Everyone thought it was funny at the time. Yeah. I think the photo was captured by somebody yep. of it happening. Yeah. And Hilsey goes, what did you do that to me for? I go, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know. I said, Dad, what did you do the to for? He said, I don't know. It felt like it. <laughs> he said, he'll get it. And he did. He loved it. Went up to him and chatted, and, and then stuck. And he—that was everyone. Saw him. They do it. And he'd do it to anyone, and become part of his uh, repertoire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, dare I say it's. It's how you be human again, though, isn't it? Because I'd be a bit overwhelmed, yeah. I reckon, when I'd meet somebody like that. So you just, I, I say I say stupid things. I just get verbal diarrhea. <laughs> but he's gone straight for the middle finger. I like it. Classic, was it. simple.
2: Yeah, he got on, Hilsey and him got on, really well, got on really well. There's a couple of really good photos of them having a chat.
0: Yeah, right.
2: Um, I think I've posted them before. I'm just him and Hilsey sitting there chatting. I remember saying, What are you talking about? I said, None of your business. I'm talking to Hilsey. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough, I didn't ask Guilty and, and he he loved that, he was overseas when Dad died so he couldn't make it yeah. to his funeral but he would have been there in a heartbeat if he could have got back in time. Yeah. I said to him, don't, don't it's okay <laughs> so uh, he's in London with his family
1: yeah. so it's
2: like, no, 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 no no. you're acknowledging it's fine enough, thank you sir so, yeah.
0: Give, it, give yeah. a salute from where you are
2: yeah, yeah, well he did that, he sent a a solid photo from where he was, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I do. I, yeah,
2: yeah, I remember getting a photo and putting it in Dad's coffin. He wanted those sorts of things, you know. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, we put a few of those things in coffin with him and you know, those photos and all that, so, yeah. I love it. I love
0: it. Old boy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm looking at the time too. How long? How are you feeling? How long have you got? Yeah, good. I got.
2: Yeah, I got ten minutes
0: in me. <laughs> you got ten minutes? All right. Yeah, because I was yeah, just. Okay, yeah, because I'm just thinking, all what right. what's so good about this? If we kind of go, I've got a vague plan, but I, I, it's only ever vague. Okay. Um, yep. you know, we're talking a bit about your background and your, you know, your actual yep. medical background and where it all kind of intersects. But maybe when we talk again. Mm we could talk about like when you first met Hilsey and how how you started to be like going to, when you were doing all of that, were you thinking about that as any kind of therapy for you or any kind of distraction for you? Like, cause did you know him before you got your diagnosis or not?
2: No, not at all.
0: Okay. But you would have been a fan of stuff, right? Like you would have been. Yeah, that's how
2: I got to meet him. I was a fan and we were just, um, that was part of my bucket list and he was on at the Comic Lounge. Yeah, right. And, and Peter B organised that we met and he just said I don't know what I can do or how can I can do it but I'm here for you if you ever need me and nothing eventuated for six months because we didn't see him, he was uh, doing whatever he was doing and he um, was doing a show at the Comedy Festival in Melbourne and mm-hmm. then Pete went but we didn't see him afterwards and then uh, he was in, I think he was in London and it was probably the following year Um, he was back here to do a season of Adam Hills tonight yep and Pete said do you want to try to get some tickets to go to the audience and I'll say g'day to him again I went oh yeah so we just filled in the normal application form
1: Mm.
2: and we got tickets to go in so Mm. took a few of us in and and there was just a thing said do you know anyone in your group do a party trick or anything and no my answers were no 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 and Pete called me and said I've dubbed you so what do you mean Said on the thing where it said about the party tricks, he said, I didn't put that, but I wrote about the naked Tuesday photos. <laughs> I said that that won't interest them in being the ABC for a start. And, you know, he goes, Yeah, never know. And then, of course, when we spoke to Hill, you know, when it all did eventuate, he said, oh, obviously I obviously remembered you. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I didn't know you doing this. And then that's when he said, Maybe if this, the studio in Elwood and we'll shoot some stuff and see where it goes from there and bang. <laughs> <laughs> bang. And it was supposed to be a one off um, one off being on the show and I think Hildy came on the following week, said, We had such an enormous reaction to this story from last week. That yeah. was on again and then we were on again and then, and done the one with Pete with the so we were on four times that season it's <laughs> supposed to be
0: once <laughs> I remember that you know I was, I was watching that when it came on because <laughs> I'm, I'm a massive Heelsie yeah, fan so I would I you yeah. know I, I used to watch that show a lot and I remember it and yeah at the same time too it's a weird kind of thing where because I can't remember if people were talking about whether or not it was the right thing to do at that point but I'm like why wouldn't it be like jeez <laughs> you know it's again yeah. if it's therapy or not however you want to put it but or just being stupid but being stupid is therapy to me,
2: you know. That's that's what Hildy said on the show that day when he introduced the segment you know, of dealing with something so uh, terrible to, to treat in a silly and childish way is probably the best way.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And they were his words that when he introduced it. And, and I said, you know, it helps people, their therapy. You know, people say it, it makes them think about certain things and it triggers things for them, which... Makes them think more, and I'm like, okay, well, people use it as a therapy for themselves, so yeah. that's okay. Yeah. If that's what they need, that's you know, that's what they need. Absolutely. I didn't think it would continue on like it didn't. I didn't think it would kick off like it did, and then continue on. And and then we've got like I think ten thousand followers and whatnot. And, <laughs> you now I, I did stop it because I was finding it difficult to get out and do things, and but I've only recently regenerated because somebody said that they mentioned it it was their therapy right and it was sad to not have it there but they understood and i thought well hang on on. this person needs it maybe there might be more people that need it yeah so let's um give it a shot see what happens (laughs) Does it do it a bit differently but you know
0: does it feel like therapy for you too
2: yeah it does because it again i've invariably read the comments or get nice messages from people or get sad messages from people you're going through things and then you respond to them and then they're they're thankful and helpful and then you you get to know some of them and and some are friends now very good friends yeah
0: yeah
1: so it
2: has has become an enormous part of my therapy enormous
0: yeah yeah i mean i would love at one point for us to be able to like write prescriptions for things like would you, wouldn't that be a beautiful thing? <laughs>
2: Jeez, that'd be great. <laughs> but I remember this you saying. What you yeah, well, I
0: remember you saying it might have been on philosophy that when people get a cancer diagnosis, a lot of people go and get a tattoo, and whether or not that's like compulsory. If I was ever yeah. like a proper doctor, that's what I'd do. I'd be like, if something really big happens, I want you to just here's a here's a <laughs> prescription to just go and nude up for a while.
2: <laughs> you got a good memory because that's what I did say on philosophy.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, very
0: much so. <laughs> I've done my homework too, you see. I've got, okay. well yeah, done. no, no, I've got, I've, I've, ah. I've, I've written it down. I can't do, uh, you know, I'm the wrong kind of doctor for some things, but reading and <laughs> and trying to remember stuff, I do that. That's that's the Excellent. aim. <laughs> good. Well, well Darlene, should I let you get ready? Yeah. Cause you're, you're going, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, that was a, that was beautiful, no, no. but it was a long chat. All good. Yeah. Thank you for that,
2: though. It was a good time. Let's
1: Yeah. Yep. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah.